What If World is supported by our sponsors and by listeners like you on Patreon. Hi, friends. Are you looking for a storytime podcast with your littles? Something that has some great storytelling and maybe some conversation about it? Look no further. With Storytime with Philip and Mommy, my little guy Philip and I sit down every single day and read a story together. And we, of course, want you to join us. Grab your copy of the book, sit down, let's read it, and let's talk about it. We'll learn new words, we'll learn new ideas, and then we'll learn how we can use those stories in our lives. It's a lot of fun. Classics like Little Golden Books or Berenstain Bears, all the way up through the newest phenomenons like Bluey. We talk about them and we have a lot of laughs. It's a great time and we hope that you can come and join us. So please look for us and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Storytime with Philip and Mommy. Thanks so much. We'll see you there. What if kittens played the clock and spiel? And what if unicorns were real? What if you could fly or travel back in time? We welcome you to What If World. What If World. This is What If World. Hey there, folks, and welcome back to What If World, the show where your questions and ideas inspire off-the-cuff stories. Today, we've got a new question from Zach. My name is Zach. My What If World question is, what if people get alive, they cut ghost stuff? And anything that's not alive, they cut comes alive. Thank you. Bye. Oh, man. You asked that question very well. Let's break it down. What if people that you touch turn into stuff, but then things that aren't alive that you touch turn into people? Ah. Are you looking for a podcast that your whole family can enjoy that asks the deep philosophical questions like, do trees fart? If you are, then you'll love Tumble, a science podcast for kids. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Marshall. Join us as we explore stories of science discovery from butts to animals, dinosaurs, astronomy, and everything in between. You'll love these stories and you'll learn something new. Find and follow Tumble Science Podcast for Kids wherever you get your podcasts or at sciencepodcastforkids.com. For over six years, The Past and the Curious has been winning fans, sharing stories of real people from the past, and making people smile. I'm Mick Sullivan, author of I See Lincoln's Underpants, which is a book about, well, famous people's underwear. You'll find all of those stories and much more in the hundreds of episodes of The Past and the Curious. You know, quite often people will say to me, Mick, my kid loves your show. But you know what? I love your show too. And that's what it's all about bringing grown-ups and kids together to learn and laugh while they discover new stories about underwear saving people's lives, the origin of the swimsuit, or figures like inventor Garrett Morgan, astronomer Mariah Mitchell, or spy and baseball player Mo Berg. So if you want to get hip to the show, you can find The Past and the Curious in all the usual podcast places. The Past and the Curious with Mick Sullivan. That's me. Once upon a time, 
there was a furry little boy named Beastie. Beastie lived in a very tiny stone hut with his father, Snarl, and his grandmother, Snort. Now, Snarl and Snort kept a very tidy stone hut, but after they got home from work and Beastie got home from school, they weren't very interested in spending time there. Come on, Beastie. School's out. Daddy's home. Let's go outside and play, said Snarl. I would love to go outside, but we don't have any stuff to play with out there, snorted Snort. Nothing to play with, just sticks and rocks and trees to climb. I know, but I would just really like a ball or some kind of toy. Listen here, boy, snarled Snarl. I got the old great outdoors as his backyard, and he asks us for a ball. Where have we gone wrong in raising him? <laughs> but Beastie had had this talk with his parents often enough, and he wasn't much paying attention. Snarl and snort. Snarled and snorted at each other, all the way through dinner. But he's too good for his mushroom mush now, eh? Probably doesn't even want me homemade mice cream for dessert. And they kept bickering even as night fell, and Beastie brushed his teeth. Look at him brush his teeth. That toothbrush is stuff, and we don't get any thanks. Nor for that toothpaste, what stuff too? And Beastie took off his daytime collar and put on his pajama collar. And he's got two collars. That's two more than we had at his age. But no, he wants a ball. And Beastie curled up on his bedtime cushion. I know I'm very lucky, Dad. <gasps> And I'll keep being good, and maybe I'll get a ball for my birthday. So did we argue through playtime again, Beastie? We just work so hard and get paid in pebbles. And not enough pebbles for a ball just yet. Well, I promise to keep being good as long as you keep saving for a ball. Snarl and Snort gave each other a look as they finished cleaning up after dinner. Good night, sweet boy. But just then, there was a rap on the door. It could that be at this hour? And Snort padded over to the door, pushing back the heavy stone with a paw. All right, good night. It was Sprite all right. Or at least, it sounded like her. But she looked like a very old lady in rags. I'm sorry, lady. We don't got no arms for the poor tonight, said Snarl. I'm not looking for arms. I just want to get in out of this cold. Snort shrugged at Snarl and let the old woman in. Beastie sprung out of bed. Do you want some mushroom mush from tonight? Beastie opened their rock refrigerator and pulled out the little stone pot with just a splash of soup left. Beastie, that's your breakfast for tomorrow. I'll just have some ice cream for breakfast. Ice cream for breakfast? Oh, it's Sprat all right. I don't want to take food out of your mouth. But Snarl nudged the pot towards her with his nose. The boy can have ice cream one morning for being so good. All right, if you insist. And that tiny old lady lifted the heavy stone pot with one hand and splash upended the mushroom mush right into her mouth and all over herself and her chair and the kitchen floor. Now we've got to lick all this up. And Beastie 
snarl and snort, lapped up every bit of mushroom mush, much to the ticklish sprite's surprise. Oh, hey, quit licking me! I think it tastes better off the floor. Um, um, I just like licking things. And once they'd licked Sprite all right clean, she didn't look so old or tired or dirty anymore. In her rags, they looked more like a gown. Hey, what gives? Are you some kind of empress in exile? Well, I don't think so. Looks more like a duchess in distress. All right, I don't know. A queen in question? That's a good question, but... I can't remember. Beastie scampered over to the cushion where he slept and dug out a shiny little pebble from the folds. Then he stood upright on his furry hind legs and held out the pebble in his padded paw-like hands. It doesn't matter who she was. She needs her help now. And she's been nothing but nice. Beastie, no. You were saving that pebble for a bowl. But Sprite Alright had already plucked the pebble from his hand, and as she did, her eyes lit up and her hair curled thick and strong, and she grew into her gown, and the gown itself shone with every color in the rainbow. She was no longer skinny and weathered. She was full and flying and free of whatever spell that had transformed her. You're a fairy. I'm a sprite, which is a type of fairy. And thank you for noticing. But you do look kind of old. Excuse me. Sprites can live a long time. We only start to feel our age when there's no goodwill around us. None of us is named Will. No goodwill like kindness. That's right, beastie boy. And now you get a wish. Just be careful, because some wishes have a care. That's okay, I'm great at catching. No, I mean that some things you wish for have unintended consequences. Catch my drift. If you throw a drift, I'll catch it. No, I mean, take some time and I wish that people that are alive that I touch go stuffed and things that aren't alive that I touch come alive. Good wishing, boy. Now you can get all the stuff you want. I should really write a manual for these wishes, said Sprite All Right. But the words, I wish had already been said, and her gown shone even brighter as her curly black hair rolled out in thick waves and wrapped gently around Beastie's forepaws. The furry little boy could feel magic coursing through his entire body as a thin streak of silver hair appeared in Sprite Alright's curls, which pulled back again to crowd her head in the beautiful bunch. All right, now just be careful. Anything you touch with your front paws. She held up her own right hand and pointed to it. But Beastie was so excited about his wish, he was barely paying attention. He saw her hand go up and said, Yeah, high five! And Sprite Alright's eyes went wide as she turned into a lamp. Wow, it's cool you turned into a lamp. I was just thinking how bright and cheery you are. Now let's just turn you back and... He pulled a little cord hanging down from the lamp and... A light went on. But it didn't turn back into Sprite all right. Beastie turned to snort and snarl. Do you think maybe this is the cat she was worried about? Nah. She probably just teleported away and left a lamp in her place. It's like a parting gift. Now it's past your bedtime. Give old Snarl a hug, eh? Okay. Good night, Papa. And Beastie hugged his big furry father and... 
A giant furry ball bounced out of Beastie's hands. Boy, 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 boy. No, no balls allowed in the house. Now come here, Beastie. Give old Snorty a hug. Hey, Grandma, I think something's wrong. Beastie dodged away from Snort's hug and touched the furry ball with one forepaw, then the other, but it just bounced a little. Boing, boing. Too big to hug your grandma, I see. Well, off to bed with you. Beastie slunk over to the cushion on the floor that he slept on, and he curled up to think about why his wish wasn't working right. Rock-a-bye, baby, on the treetop. When the wind blows a cradle rock. Whoa, who's that? Beastie jumped up to see that the creases in his cushion were making a mouth. Yo, it's me, Grandmaster Squishy Cush. It's kind of loud for a bed. Time to, time to, time to, time to sleep now. Snarl, quit bouncing and rapping. Your mother's trying to sleep. Snorted Snort from her own bed. Beastie tried touching the bed with his paws again, but Grandmaster Squishy Cush just kept going on. Sleep! I need someone to sleep! Not just anyone to sleep! You know I need someone to! And Beastie crawled under his own cushion to try to muffle the sounds of his bed. When I was younger, but not much younger, because I was born today. It's just a dream. It's just a dream. It's just a dream. Beastie said to himself. Never needed anyone to sleep on me. Beastie woke up bleary-eyed and pulled himself out from under his cushion, hoping it had all been just a dream, but... I'm sleeping in the rain, just sleeping in the rain, what a glorious feeling! The bed was still singing, and Sprite Alright was still a lamp, and Snarl had rolled to rest against the kitchen counter, and he was still a ball. Beastie got up. I gotta think. I gotta think. He picked up his toothbrush to start his morning routine. Please don't stick me in your mouth again. It's full of germs, said the toothbrush. But I have to brush my teeth. Beastie gave the toothpaste a squeeze. (laughs) You've squeezed out all but a drop of me. Your toothpaste, you're supposed to get squeezed out. How would you like it if someone unscrewed your head? And squeezed you out every morning onto a dirty stick. I'll have you know I am quite clean, said the toothbrush. That is until he tries to eat me every morning. I'm not trying to eat you. I need to brush my teeth to stay healthy. Well, I need to not have my gut squeezed out to stay healthy. I guess now that you're both alive, I won't stick you in my mouth and screw your head off. Oh, thank you, thank you. Much obliged, Master Furry Monster Child. You can just call me Beastie, because Master Furry Monster Child isn't my name. But you've brought us alive and set us free, Master Furry Monster Child. Well, I didn't mean to. A sprite gave me a wish, and now I can turn people into stuff and make stuff come alive. But I can't undo any of it. Well, being alive, I know that I would not want to be turned into stuff again. Why would you make a wish like that? Well, I thought, I don't have a ball, and there are some bad guys in What If World, so I would just turn them into balls to play with. Sound logic, Master Fairy Monster Child. No, you can't just decide someone's bad and turn them into a ball forever. I think I'm figuring that out. And that's only half the problem. 
And Beastie took the toothbrush and toothpaste into his living room. Go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep, my dear Master Fairy Monster Child. Why is everyone calling me that? Cushion, it is 10 a.m. No one wants to go to sleep. 10 a.m., it's past my bedtime. And Grandmaster Squishy Cush finally quieted down. Have you tried asking for the wish giver to take back the wish? I thought of that. And? And I already turned her into a lamp. Oh. Yeah, and instead of turning bad guys into balls, um, I turned my dad into one. And he pointed at the big furry ball in the kitchen. Then your only hope is to get back to Fairyland and have them undo the wish curse, said the toothpaste. How do you know so much about magic? Asked Beastie. Haven't you read his label? Five percent fairy dust in every tube. No wonder my teeth are so strong. And Beastie Boy, still standing on two legs, to make sure he didn't touch anything by accident, shouldered his way out the stone door and ran off into the grassy meadow surrounding his little stone hut. Okay, toothpaste, which way to fairyland? Fairyland is just that away. And the toothpaste bent its tube until it was pointing straight up towards the clouds. But I can't fly. But you can turn anything alive. That's right. I'll just turn this tree into a big wooden dragon. And Beastie ran up to a tall oak at the edge of the meadow and touched it with his forepaw. I am Barkorel, mighty tree dragon. But the tree was still just a tree. I guess my powers don't work that way. Nonsense! I will fly, Master Fairy Monster Child, into the clouds. And Barkorel strained all its limbs straight up into the air, with creaks and cracks and shedding leaves. Then its roots tore themselves up from the ground, and all its branches started flapping together. I'm doing it! I'm doing it! The trees aren't exactly aerodynamic, and down came Barker. Oh dear! I apologize, Master Furry Monster Child, but climb upon my trunk. And I will roll you into the sky. I'm sorry, Barkerel. That's not how flying works either. Barkerel is embarrassed. And Barkerel, the giant oak tree, started pushing itself with this roots and limbs until it was rolling away down a slight slope in the meadow. Sprite all right. Sprite all right. Beastie heard a call in the distance. A tiny fairy less than half the size of Sprite O'Right, was flitting about in the sun, looking panicked. Hey, are you a fairy? And the fairy zipped over to him in an instant. I am, indeed. Have you seen someone like me, only bigger, with thick curly hair and a rainbow gown? I think you mean a sprite, not a fairy. I know the difference. Yes, little one. A sprite, indeed. I know exactly where she is. Here, hold my talking toothpaste. And Beastie threw the tube up to Farrelise, then held the toothbrush gently in his mouth and ran on all fours back to the house. Ow! Oh! Hey! Watch it! cried Patches of the Meadow as he turned them alive. Sorry! Oh, sorry! Pardon me! Watch your hurry! cried a cluster of daffodils. 
I gotta fix my magic before I make things worse. Beastie called back, but the daffodils had already blown away in a great gray cloud. Good luck with that! Hey, where are we going? I think we're pollinating, whatever that means. Beastie burst through his own door again. Oh! Complained the stone door. Well, here she is, said Beastie. You're welcome, madam, said the toothpaste. Um, thank you very much for showing me this beautiful lamp, Fairly said carefully. <laughs> the toothbrush mumbled, still stuck gently in the side of Beastie's mouth, until he'd pulled the toothbrush out. That is right all right, I'm afraid. Oh, why didn't you say so? And Fairlies opened a little pouch at her side and pulled out a wand ten times longer than the pouch was deep. It looked about big enough for a sprite. You're lucky you found me, for fairies cannot undo each other's magic, but... And she balanced the wand gently over the lampshade. And there was Sprite all right, holding the wand up high. All right, all right. And she pointed her wand at the ball that had been Snarl and... Oh, what an uncomfortable nap. You did it, Fair Elise, shouted Beastie, jumping up to give her a high five. No! All right. And Sprite all right nudged aside his arm with her wand. You think you maybe want to trade all those powers for a nice new ball? I don't know. These powers are pretty cool. Then Grandmaster Squishy Cush started up again. Ninety-nine bottles of milk on the wall. Ninety-nine bottles of milk. You take one down. It's nap time yeah, now. Actually, and I, I think don't... I could lose the powers. That'd be okay. The end. All right, Zach. I hope you liked your story today, folks at home. If you're enjoying our podcast, please check out our Patreon at Patreon.com/WhatIfWorld. We offer a lot of cool rewards to our patrons, and you'll be helping me devote more time to this podcast than all of you. And hey, if you love our show, but now is not the right time for you to become a patron, you can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. The new app makes it really easy, and a little bit of effort from you makes a huge difference for us forever. If you want a handwritten thank you note after, just send us your address and your kid's name to whatifworldpodcast at gmail.com. I do a big mailing in the middle of every month. So a lot of stickers and thank you notes will be going out soon. I'd like to thank Karen Marshall, my editor and producer. Craig Martinson for our awesome theme song. Jason O'Keefe for our artwork. And all you kids at home who know that having good people in your life is more important than having good stuff. Until we meet again, keep wondering. all trivia nerds Brittany here and i host the family road trip trivia podcast with my best friend meredith is your next car ride looking like a snooze fest (laughs) we've got the cure three rounds of awesome trivia every week harry potter disney science sports you name it no more silent car troubles the family road trip trivia podcast connect laugh and learn with your kids big and small New episodes every week, wherever you get your podcasts. Search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast.